0: morning and welcome back to the In The Know, On The Go podcast. We're getting you across the things that matter in Aussie agribusiness in a way that's short, sharp and well, just bloody easy to understand. Hopefully our next guest can help us on that. We'd love to know if you think we're achieving that, but today I'm sitting on Wadawurrung country. It's a pretty special place where we work with the Wadawurrung Aboriginal Cooperative just next door to us. So it is a uh, special part and extend those respects to wherever you're taking our podcast and whatever country it may be on. But this morning I've got Dwayne Duxon, the founder of Farm Tender. We're going to do a bit of a deep dive into Farm Tender and find out more about them. But first, Dwayne, how are you, mate? Good, Ollie. You? I'm going yeah. really well, actually. Excited about the next week and so ahead. That's good. You got to be, <laughs> mate. I just want to kick off for for people who aren't aware of Farm Tender. Are you able just to give us a bit of an overview of what Farm Tender actually do?
1: Yeah, well, we're an online marketplace for farmers and associated agricultural businesses so we deal in things like grain hay machinery livestock trucks vehicles fertilizer chemicals anything that's an actual farm good we we actually deal in so we provide a platform whereby we facilitate the deals between buyers and sellers
0: and so why did you actually start farm tender back in 2012
1: oh I, I i've been a farmer in the leading up, leading up to that uh, the two thousand and twelve or probably a bit earlier. So we've got a family farm in the Wim area of um Victoria. And I just saw a gap in the market and i was I was super keen on the, you know, it's just when the internet was starting to get going, and I was super keen on serving a lot of customers, and I thought the connection between the internet and agriculture would be a wonderful thing to be a part of. And yeah, after a few sort of false starts, we kicked off farm tender and we' we'll be going. Uh, we'. Uh, eleven years in March, I think it is. What's I guess been the highlight for you? Yeah, let's get let's go with the highlight. What's been the highlight over that time? Oh, there's lots of lots of highlights and lots of lowlights, but it's basically you know just just to be able to sit here and say, well, we've lasted eleven years in agriculture because I've got a a big theory that agriculture is a space that only lets you grow at a certain pace, and you probably don't want to hear this, Ollie, because you're starting out in your <laughs> your quest, but. Um, <laughs> we've got graphs to prove that we sort of have it like a 30 degree growth over the period you know of 11 years so um yeah it's been a wonderful wonderful journey um started it off alone and now we've got 13 staff working for us and we've bootstrapped the company since day one so as we sort of made a little bit of revenue a little bit extra revenue we'd employ people because it's you know agriculture is a relationship and people business and we're our industry, we're very much a people business as a part of that. Very keen to jump
0: in and chat a little bit more about that. But I did notice that at one stage, you actually, well, one you sent your your son over to the US to have a look, but you actually tried setting up farm tender in the US. Why didn't it work over there?
1: Um, just the everything's the same but different. If that makes sense, like. Yeah, you know, they drive John Deere tractors. You know, but they just call things differently, and they've got different techniques of doing things. But um, basically, they do the same as what we're doing. But I just couldn't penetrate the market. We went into that market thinking we we're going to do machinery. But basically, the farmers over there have two mechanisms whereby they sell machinery, and it's usually through the on consignment to the dealerships or through auctions. They don't sort of do farmer to farmer deals, and it's pretty amazing because. I, th- I still think it's right for the picking that sort of market because you go to their farms over there and they've got stuff everywhere that they probably need to sell and you know it sits out in the open it's not in sheds and things like that so it's we but we just couldn't get going I I tried to do it on my own for a start and you know talking to farmers over there was really difficult they could but I'd talk too fast they couldn't understand me you know I was talking about one thing and they were thinking it was another so definitely need we and we tried getting Americans on board to help us but I sort of you know, I gave it 12 months and, you know, I took Paula and the, and the kids over there and we lived over there and it was a wonderful experience, but I just couldn't get it going. Do you think that experience has made you more passionate about Aussie agriculture coming back? Oh, probably been. I'm an agricultural enthusiast and I have been since day one, but, yeah, it probably did. It just taught me a few lessons of, you know, you just can't think your model's going to work everywhere. Like, it does work here and, as I said, yeah, you know, the growth's been been good, but you know, it hasn't been. It's not like other industries where it's, things just take off. But definitely, definitely learned a lot, of, and it was a wonderful experience. You know, starting a company over there. You know, opening up bank accounts. You know, trying to work out which ways to market to farmers and things like that. Because um, you know, we went to a lot of we call on field days here. We went to a lot of trade events over there, and and it was just wonderful to talk to the people. And so definitely a, an experience. Um, we don't regret. So your Australian business, I think it's interesting where we,
0: we've seen lots of businesses that say it's about getting mud on the boots. Uh, you're actually kind of hanging your hat on that your team actually don't drive up too many driveways, but you're building those yep. relationships in another way. How are you guys doing that? And I guess, yeah, is it successful?
1: All our people work remote. So they're all in country Australia. They, they've just got set up with their computers and their screens and their phone and their piece and, and away they go. Yeah, look, it, it does work really well. We can cover a lot more ground doing it that way. And we're still building relationships because we're still talking to farmers. The phone's are probably the most important thing we use. Um, we don't actually get to meet the farmers. And sometimes we do and you get this perception of what the farmer looks like and you, and you think, geez, I didn't think you looked like that. I've been talking to you for three years, you know, every second week. So we can cover a lot more ground. Like I'd like to say, let's say a real estate agent or a livestock agent and you know, might be able to cover... You know, maximum ten, twelve customers a day. Some of our guys are covering seventy, eighty, up to hundred customers a day. So, you know, we can we've become very efficient, and we've got good systems. And I, I still think, you know, in this day and age where farmers are busy, they probably don't want want you driving up their driveway. They want a quick chat or get get on with the point, and then they can get on with their day as well. So, for you guys, what's what's on the horizon for you? What's next for Farm Tender? Probably. To, keep growing. We've just formed a management tw- uh, team between three of us and we brought another guy into the business. So we're looking to expand our marketplace and probably in a few different ways. So, but just to keep growing and keep servicing customers. We, we've still got plenty out there that haven't heard of us and, and um, plenty of people haven't signed up. So yeah, we've, we are we're definitely um, keep doing what we're doing, doing it well, you know, trying to get better at um, building relationships and servicing farmers because that's what we're all about. Um, but we, we have got a couple of things we want to do and um, hopefully they'll be successful. One of the ways that you have
0: been helping to service customers was, was actually the introduction and I guess the establishment of DelayPay. Can you share with us a little bit more on that?
1: It's probably, it's a, it's a separate business and entity and entity, you know, I've got a, a partner in DelayPay, uh, Kelsey Miller. So I had the idea probably five or six years ago, I can't remember now, where we sort of came up with it on the back of how farmers pay through our farm tender platform or how they pay other farmers. And I've got a a saying that farmers always pay, but it's just a matter of when. So some would pay on the spot, you know, some, you know, seven days, some a month later, some six months later. But the one determining factor is that the supplier and the seller wants to get paid on the spot every time. So we decided to start delay pay whereby, you know, we make sure the seller gets paid on the spot. But we'll get farmers up to six months terms, but at a at a fee, you know, so that's, that's sort of how we started it. And I went around all the fintech companies and pitched it at them, but they couldn't get the model because we wanted it to be quick and easy and, and you know, a low dock, no security type product. And they all wanted to attach it to the back paddock, which is what, you know, what happens with your overdraft and things like that. So um, we wanted to differentiate our product and we, I was sort of pitching it at, my now partner Kelsey Miller who's um who was pitching his business to me which is a bit of a was a bit of a disruptive to a livestock agent business but it never really took off and I kept saying well, I got this idea about this afterpay for farmers and eventually he sort of twigged on and he come back to me one meeting we had and he said oh, I reckon I've got we can put this together so we're, we use insurance to make sure we cover anything that goes wrong and, and we, we used an invoice finance company for a start and Basically, we got it up and running in about a month, and now first day, we got five new customers, and we've been going four years now. And just one more question on that. Do you have a, an upper limit that people can borrow up to? Yeah, we're sort of around the 100,000, but we will go to 350,000. We just require you know, current financials and things like that. So we'll do up to 100,000 with it, just a trading name, an ADBN, and a photo of your license. Wow. Okay. Pretty good uh, yeah.
0: avenue for people who are looking to, I guess, get their foot in the door and and make a move
1: well it's just quick and easy and you know we all know that agricultural farming's you know got a very lumpy cash flow cycle so we can sort of iron out a few of those you know troughs when when they happen when people need a bit of money we know they're going to get a bit ball back in after harvest or when they sell the lands or things like that we can sort of operate in that that space and you know we're very convenient and we once again with this business we service people as well so we're, we're there on the end of the phone talking to people all day So I think there's probably a common theme in terms of what
0: you guys are trying to do, whether it's your newsletter, your daily newsletter, um, delay pay, it is really about trying to help make people's lives easier. So the Farm Tender 2023, the business of farming conference you've got coming up at the beginning of March, can you just give us a little bit of an overview
1: and probably like, yeah, why did you decide to put it on? Well, Connor, I think... You'd probably be the same. Oh, we go I go to a lot of conferences where they're sort of agricultural conferences, but they're not pitched at farmers and they don't really attract many farmers. So we thought we'd try something different where whereby all our speakers are, are speaking to farmers. They're all you know, they're all involved with with farming. Um, they deal with farmers every day. They're gonna provide a lot of value, we think, to farmers. Um a lot of these events are sponsored. We're going to have no sponsors. So you don't have to get the drench rep to get up there and talk about the new drench for half an hour and bore everyone to tears. So we're going to make sure that we're all our, all our content's really relevant. Yeah, basically that's why we did it. We we were going to do it back in March, uh, June 2020, but obviously COVID hit that. So we're having another crack at it to see if we can um, get something going and, and just once again offer a lot of value to farmers. We think they can take away and use in their businesses to make their businesses better. And so
0: what are some of those topics that you guys have decided that you think are, are really important conversations to be
1: having? Uh, look, there's there's things around buying land. You know, young guys are, are struggling to get into the, you know, you know farming market um, because of the land prices and things like that. You know, succession planning is probably, I think, the biggest issue in agriculture at the moment and um, what arguably, arguably is um, things like getting, you, you know, getting your business structure right so getting the people in your farm business in the right spots to make sure they're doing the right things and so everyone knows what their roles are and things like that we'll have guys talking on that we'll have a couple of case studies like um from a guy like nigel Kerrin, who runs a very successful farming business how he goes about and about his business you know there's lots of different topics we'll cover off on things like you know fertilizer grain and hay and where all those uh, livestock and where all those markets are at, where we think they're heading in the future. Yeah, there's just lots of um, lots of takeaway stuff that'd be really relevant to farmers. Fantastic. And so on
0: that, um, obviously, you know that yeah, people can get information in the show notes, but where can people get more information from you and when is it being held?
1: It's being held on um, Friday, March the 3rd in Bendigo in Victoria, so Central Victoria, and uh, we are if they go to our website, farmtender.com.au, there's a, a link on the front page there where they can go and buy tickets. And, yeah, hopefully we can get lots of people along because it's a great networking thing as well. And, you know, everyone will get a chance to speak to the speakers and it'll be a wonderful event that we hope goes really well. And I, I do really like how that kind of lasts half
0: an hour or so. You guys have actually nearly made it an open mic where all the speakers are going to be present and people can yep. actually just get those other questions and conversations Um, front and centre in the conversation but then actually continued on with the networking drinks afterwards.
1: Yeah look I think it's important that you know there's questions from the floor in a a structured sort of way so that people get the opportunity to speak to people you know and we're doing a lot of interviews and things like that where you have a a team of people um, and an interviewer you know we think that brings out a lot of things because it's not really scripted and and you know, subjects that all all the people on the panel can get involved in. And we think that really brings a lot of value. And um, obviously there'll be, there'll be people doing PowerPoints and talks, you know, as well. But we think the interview style works really well. And we you can glean a lot from that.
0: Yeah. And I think you can kind of take the conversation with where it's heading on the day as opposed to something You're yeah, probably having enough
1: time. But anyway, we'll work, work through that one. <laughs>
0: oh, you'll, you'll find out anyway. Well, Dwayne, thank you so much for... Coming on for a chat, and if people want to know more about it, they can um, look at the link in our show notes to, to head along to the, the uh, Farm Tender 2023, the Business of Farming Conference. Thanks, folks.
1: Thanks, Ollie, and thanks for the opportunity. Alrighty, another episode done. Thank you to this week's In the Note expert for letting us pick their brains and answering all of our questions. And thanks to you for listening and coming along on this learning journey with us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow In The Know On The Go podcast on your favorite streaming platform so you can stay in the know on the go. Catch you next time.